Okay, so once we take out the guards, Vicky will walk in dressed as Hoss, and then we'll just, you know, see what happens. You ready? Oh, wait, 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 wait. So we're just gonna wing it? Piper, there's a big difference between winging it and seeing what happens. Now let's see what happens. Good morning, loafers! We're back at it again, and I can't wait, because we're winging it. We had this great idea that was episode 41, talking about fighting movies, and pugilism, and MMA, and dogfighting, and cockfighting, and everything. And then it turned into just a boxing episode, because MMA is its own thing, so MMA needs its own episode. So now, we're winging it, and we're going to make it just an MMA episode. And we're going to see which one's listened to more because which one's more popular. Oof. Boxing or, or MMA. That's tricky. It depends on the circle, really. Yeah. It's older people might want to listen to boxing. Younger people are definitely going to lean towards MMA. Kind of like we talked about with the YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Aren't YouTubers also MMA fighters now, too? <laughs> no. uh, not that I know. Most of them are doing like the celebrity boxing. and Okay. Wrestling, of course. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and Logan Paul is an awesome wrestler, but he never did that. Yeah, he's actually stuff. really good at it. Yeah. Did I can't it? wait to talk about him someday. As if we haven't already mentioned him a couple times? Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure we'll do an episode. Sure, we'll do a Logan Paul episode. Great. Well, I mean, not an entire Logan Paul episode. He's not that great. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Greatest YouTuber turned celebrity boxer. Okay, so the Logan Paul episode. (laughs) Coming soon to a podcast near you. Or not. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) So once again, we are here, guest hosted with uh, Brian Blanchard and Sean Lynn. Because Sean, yo, 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 Sean is a superstar in the MMA fandom. Can you please explain what it is about MMA that you love so much? Uh, to me, as opposed to boxing, it's it's a more pure representation of actual fighting. You have all sorts of different disciplines. Like in a real fight, like nobody's just going to stand there and throw hands. Like there's all sorts of different techniques and uh, things that are more applicable in like real life situations. So it's kind of like uh, Revolutionary War style, where you just you stand up and shoot, and the other side stands up and gets shot, and then you switch turns. Whereas Vietnam, you've got guerrilla warfare. And anything yeah. goes. That's, that's a pretty good allegory for it. Well, thank you. So what do you think is so different about MMA that makes it more popular? Or is it more popular? I, I don't really don't even know. I, th- I think it just resonates more with, like, today's generation. Because if, if you want to watch a guy get beat up, you'd rather see him wrestle and grapple? Well, I mean... Chokehold? <sighs> Well, not even so much that. It's just, it's not the same thing all the time. Remember the old martial arts movies, the old karate movies where guys would just stand there and kick and punch and kick and punch. Nobody ever like grappled or anything. And then uh, when the UFC first started and I believe it was 93, they would have like those signs saying what their discipline was. Some guy might be a boxer or a, I mean, there was even like a boxer that had like one glove and he would go out there and fight. Art Jimerson. Yeah. Huh. Yep. And then uh, they'd have. Against some guy wearing a gi, there was guys wearing, you know, like uh, Speedos or some guys had shoes yeah. on, some guys had pads on. Um, then there was later on with the kick pads, I think uh, guy guy uh, Metzger wore the yeah. kick, kick pads, like the kickboxing stuff. Hmm. 
Yep. But I mean, that was interesting to see how different everything was. And like, who would win in a fight between, you know, Muhammad Ali and and uh, Bruce Lee or something, you know? And, you know, I think Bruce Lee was kind of the godfather of MMA because right. he kind of took a lot to create the Jeet Kune Do stuff. Right. Yeah. That is kind of one of the things that he did to bring Jeet Kune Do and Wing Chun into the popular mainstream was he went up against a karate expert mm -hmm. to see in the one-on-one -on -one competition what would win. So to say that Bruce Lee is a godfather of MMA is it's very impressive considering not, that was the 1960s. Not much of a stretch. But it it felt like the UFC in the beginning was more of a showcase for the Gracie family and the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, it was definitely. And they and Hoist Gracie the only reason they chose him is cuz he was like the 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 most frail looking of all the Gracie brothers. Yeah. It was hard to to and, fathom that he would come out there and he was just smoking yeah. guys. When he beat Ken Shamrock in about a minute and a half. That ooh, <laughs> you know, I was like, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> oh, that guy's legit. Because <laughs> I've yeah. seen a bunch of his fights with Pancrase, and there was like, "There's, there's no way this guy's not winning the tournament." He was the only guy I knew going into it. So, do you think something like um, Warrior with the Sparta match? You think mm -hmm. something like that is mainstream? Does that happen very often when you no, got the, these tournaments? Or? They don't do that stuff in single day stuff anymore. Okay. That that was yeah, why it's, it's single fights it's at a too, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's too hard on the body. But I mean, that's how it started in the UFC. It was, you know, eight man tournaments. Mm -hmm. Like I think the first like eight or nine events was single elimination eight man tournaments. Hmm. Yep. And then they might have, you know, throw a fight here or there to give the guys in the semifinals a chance to rest before the finals. Yeah, like a like a super fight kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, realistically, if you're going to watch to see who's the best fighter, you want to have them go up against everybody. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's better when they're both well rested. I mean. Ken Shamrock pulled out of a ultimate fighter, ultimate, ultimate thing because hmm. he broke his hand and everybody wanted to see him against uh, Tank Abbott and it didn't, it never happened. They, they were, they were seated to, to line up, but he broke his hand so he couldn't fight him and he didn't want to go out there and get embarrassed. So he pulled out. And I remember uh, after Hoist Gracie beat uh, Chemo, he pulled out because he was too exhausted. Yep. And he was mad about it. So he pulled out and that's when that other, that police officer, Steve Gentleman ended up winning. Hmm. Yep. It was crazy. Interesting. Like, he wasn't even in the tournament, and he's the winner. <laughs> he was an alternate. Yeah. Wow. He was, like, getting in his car thinking it was over, and, hey, right. you got to get in there and fight. Huh. <laughs> what? Wow. That's – see, the I've seen a lot of MMA movies, mm -hmm. and the ones that I've seen, they all have kind of like this beat-down style tournament that you got to fight in. Mm-hmm. So, like, never back down. The whole part of training was to be in this beat-down tournament. Warrior, the Sparta tournament. Because that's um, how it, it started. It, it rose to mainstream in the United States. That's how it was. Right. And that's how they used to do it, the Valley Tudo stuff in, like, Brazil. It was always yep. tournaments. And it was no rules tournaments. You know, the only rule was, you know, don't die. <laughs> yeah, it was biting, fucking eye gouging. Like Yeah. Jesus. You stick your thumb in the guy's eye and, you know, I mean, guys were you know, coming out, changed forever, you know. Remember who was it? Uh, Keith Hackney that punched Joe son in the dick like 30 times in a fight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And well, cause he was getting choked and he just kept punching him. Uh, straight in the nuts. I, I, I knew someone that actually trained with him and they, my, 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 so I had to tell him what my grandpa said. So my grandpa was watching that tournament with me and he's like, boy, this guy's dirty as hell. Look at him. Just keep punching the guy right in the sack. Win at all costs. Right. <laughs> So I told him, I said, hey, man. Uh, I mean, that's not good if I'm in a street fight. Like, 
It, that, and that's what you would do, you know, anything, any, by any means necessary to win. And, and like the rules in, in the original UFC were no eye gouging, no biting. No hair pulling? No, I think that was it. No, because hair pulling was, was yeah. okay up until I think like UFC 7 or 8. Yeah, and then the, the guys had to agree and stuff. But, um, is, but isn't that yeah. why they shaved like, their heads? As they went, they, they added more rules. Like, oh, yeah, then they, they, you know, they had matches that went 30 minutes later on. They added rounds and, hmm. yep. and like, judges. I remember uh, Ken Shamrock versus Oleg Taktorov. That thing was like 30 minutes of them just dry humping each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Oleg, Oleg was just, he just didn't know how to quit. Huh. Yeah. Huh. He too much like, pride to give up. Wise, like fighting wise, it was a beautiful fight. Do, do you remember Gracie versus Shamrock, the second fight? Yeah, where he just laid in his crotch the whole fight, and then he jumped yeah. up like he'd won the fight. And it's like, um, like, dude, you got controlled, <laughs> homie. Yeah, I don't. Huh. I don't know if anybody won that fight. Hmm. I know I didn't win because that's the fight I bought the pay per view for. Damn, what a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. And I remember for a while, uh, you couldn't even see catch UFC on pay per view. No, because like, uh, there was porn on pay per view, but you couldn't watch guys fighting. No, that was uh, that was John McCain because he called it human cockfighting, and he yep. wanted it. Isn't it? He wanted it destroyed out of the United States, so it was only legal in a handful of states. Huh? It was like Casper, Wyoming, and huh? Bolton, Alabama. Yeah, seriously, no nowhere backwater towns. Interesting. In uh, like fairgrounds areas, because of John McCain. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I said, I love MMA movies. I don't know anything about this. You guys are teaching me. This is awesome. I think it really got brought to, to mainstream prominence during the uh, Ultimate Fighter show. Yeah, back in like 04, I think it was, mm-hmm. 03, 04. Yep. And was this run by Dana White the whole time? Nope, or? nope. It was uh, uh, the Fertitta brothers bought it from what was called Semaphore Entertainment, which is you know a different way of saying Octagon. <laughs> I forget the guy's name. I want to say it was, uh, I can't think of his damn name right now. Uh, I know one of the Gracie's was part of it. Carlson yeah, Gracie. Carlson Gracie was, yeah. The, I can't think of the other guy's name. But he, he looked like some some Guido, you know? <laughs> yeah. He'd come out there with his leather, leather jacket on. He's like, yeah, so we got this idea for a tournament, and we're going to do this. And See who the real best fighter is. And one of the sense. original commentators was uh, Jim Brown. Okay. And uh, Jeff Blatnick was a Olympic wrestler. There's a guy who's on Fox News at least recently in the past few years, uh, Brian Kilmeade. That was yep. also a and and Don the Dragon Wilson. Oh my God, he was the worst. <laughs> well, he was the worst, but he at least he was a name. Yeah. Well, I mean, later on they added a comedian. Makes sense. And he ended up being the most fun, Joe Rogan. Oh, I thought you were talking about Brian yep. Callahan. No. Well, yeah, Brian no, Callen. Because yeah. Joe Rogan like actually came up fighting like Taekwondo, yep. kickboxing, like, and he did it for free. He did the show for or did the uh, commentary for free because yep. he knew that you know they couldn't afford to pay him in the beginning. You know, he made out on it in the back end. <laughs> <so>. Yeah, he <laughs> did. That's unbelievable. See, when when I think of these Ultimate Fighter tournaments, like I think of the Kumite, which of course would be like Bloodsport Blood sport. or. Yeah. Um, there was a, a show that I found on Amazon Prime. It was called Lady Kumite. Same thing. It was the fight to the death, which pretty sure that's what Kumite means is fight to the death. Yeah. By the way, it's been proven uh, since the movie Bloodsport has come out. That was not a true story. What? <laughs> no, yeah. Fra- the Frank Deuce is full of shit. He's, he's, <laughs> he's the, he had, what did he finish? 892 and zero. 
his career. Yeah, something wow. like that. Cool. <laughs> Make it 47 and zero. Maybe we can believe you. Makes sense. No, no, man. I just, I just kept fighting everybody. I fought, I fought these two nuns down the street. <laughs> you you uh, sure sound like the goat from Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, he kind of was a goat. <laughs> the old man, you beat me with the fucking uh, hickory sticks. <laughs> Do you know what he's talking yeah, about? The, yeah, 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 the goat on the back of the, the bus or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's all the time. the back of the pickup. pickup truck and three foot roll. <laughs> he just comes out and beats the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the Kumite. Yeah, I don't I don't do voices. I can barely do my own voice, so <laughs> I've heard that joke enough times. <laughs> <laughs> um again, with the whole Bruce Lee being a godfather, mm-hmm. enter the dragon. I mean yeah. that was Yeah. That was a fight to the death. Bolo was in that one. There was some there was a lot of cool stuff. They showed submission holds, guys doing yep. obviously karate style, taekwondo style kicking and and then, you know, then he was also a secret spy trying to stop the The coolest the bad dude guy. ever. Yeah. <laughs> then he had Return of the Dragon where they were fighting in Italy. Yep. Well, that was against Chuck Norris. Yeah. And then, uh, was it the Game of Death or something like that? Yeah. When Which he fights... the movie they made when he was, when he passed away. So Kareem some... Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Yeah. Fighting up to like 100 stories or whatever. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, the premise of it sounds amazing. Yep. But there was there was actual scenes in that movie where they just had a cardboard cutout of him, <laughs> <laughs> and someone kind of doing his voice in the background. <laughs> you know, I hope they talk about that stuff because there is a director, Ang Lee, mm-hmm. whose son Mason Lee is going to be doing a biopic of Bruce Lee, and Mason Lee was he played Teddy from Hangover Two, so they look a lot alike. And he's literally been training for the last five years in karate and martial arts of all sorts to represent Bruce Lee really well in this upcoming biopic. There was a there was okay. some rumors that that Brandon Lee was going to make a Bruce Lee biopic uh, almost immediately following making the movie The Crow, mm-hmm. but that didn't actually happen. So there have been a lot of biopics about Bruce Lee. I mean, at, oh, le- yeah. at least three that I can think of. Yep. But yeah. But, I mean, if his son got to play him, that would have been cool, except his son got the same, you know, finger quote, curse. Right. Disappointing. What a guy. What a guy. What a legend. (laughs) Okay. So, let's talk about MMA. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about MMA MMA now? Do you want to talk about MMA's, like, the history of it? Sure. Because I don't know anything about it. Any and all of it. Okay. Let's let's just just dig in. Okay. And we'll see. We'll just – we're going to wing it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, who are some of the biggest personalities in MMA? Actual personalities over the last yeah, like over the last twenty years. Well, Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell, Vanderlei Silva, oh, the one, uh, Randy Couture, Sakuraba, dude, Sakuraba, Fedor Emelianenko, huh? Fedor. Um, I mean, adding more more recent, Conor McGregor's got to definitely be in there. Mark Kerr. Brock Lesnar, Mark Coleman, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, Cyborg. What's wrong with me? Hold on, hold on. What's wrong with Ronda Rousey? Yeah, why don't you like her? Jeez. Whenever she loses, she takes her ball and fucking goes home. Oh, I guess so. If we wouldn't have got her to take her ball and go home, we wouldn't have got to see her at WrestleMania. (laughs) And that was a shit show and a half. Yeah, we all had hope. 
Uh, who's the other chick that fought a lot and then she was on Star Wars and then she got canceled or whatever? What was her name? Gina Carano. Gina mm-hmm. Carano. And she's cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a beautiful woman. But she's opinionated, so, you know, we can't have that in no. Hollywood. Boss Rutan, he's a fun guy. He actually became a commentator, and yep, that's, how, that's how a lot of people got to know him. Hmm. The fight professor, Stephen Quadros. Stephen Quadros. <laughs> Don Fry. Don Fry, uh, he's another fun one. That You, you want to see the most amazing fight? His fight against uh, Takeyama. Takeyama. That's a fight. Yeah, they just grabbed the back of each other's heads. They, and literally, slamming. just it was like a hockey fight, and Jesus. and and it didn't go very long. But all they it's did like was a minute, get, something like that. Yeah, they just kept punching each other in the face until Takayama fell over, and then they then they got him back up again, and then they did the exact same thing, and then Takayama was like blind, so they had to stop the fight. <laughs> yeah, fuck. And then they recreated that for a movie. Really? Which movie? I forget the name of the movie, but I saw the clip like Don Fry walks into this room like Billy Badass, and there's Takayama sitting there, and they freaking oh. recreate the scene. Huh. I heard an interview uh, on uh, JBL's podcast mm-hmm. with Don Fry, and they talked about this fight. And yeah. he's he's so humble. He goes, well, you know, they they told us we could get bonuses if the fights were more entertaining because there was some fights early on that maybe weren't as entertaining – and and they didn't want it to be like 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 boxing with all the hugging and stuff. So I, I we talked ahead of time and we said, hey, let's just go out and swing hands and see what happens. <laughs> so they did. I mean, it's all entertainment. So yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. more entertaining to watch something actually happen. Right. They, I mean, they had a they had a, a UFC fight where Don Fry, not Don Fry, um, Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn circled the cage the whole time. Hmm. I mean, they they yep. barely ever touched, and that was the main event. So that's the reason people paid to watch the the pay per view. I remember feeling ripped off. <laughs> I think it was shortly after that they they came out with like the fight of the night bonuses and stuff. Yeah, oh well, yeah, and guys had to make contact. I mean, the referees would say, "No, you know, fight, come on, fight," or you know, they could take points away. You know, hmm. yep, call it stalling. Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner. Oh, dude, that's the fight that saved the UFC. That's the fight I got listed as a, the greatest fight ever. Okay. Um, I know this probably is a dumb question, but the fact that it's only been around for 25 years, 30, 30, 30 years. The UFC has been around yeah. 30 years. You know, like when you're playing uh, Super Bowl 47 or whatever, but MMA is like, oh, we're going to do uh, MMA 275. Like, it's because one a month. Every okay, every month. Yeah, and See, they also I, have like uh, fight. They also have fight night cards, which is like yep. guys that are up and coming. Gotcha. And then there's lesser known uh, King of the Cage stuff, um, Elite XC. Um, what were the other ones? Uh, I wrote a bunch of them down. WEC. A, I I just thought it was so uh, weird. Like Bodum fight, Pan, uh, Pancrase Pride. Gotcha. I just thought it was so weird that it's numbered so high, but it hasn't been around that long. So like, does it really make it that been, important anymore? Mm-hmm. They have like uh, they come up with big dream matches, dream fights. Uh, then they try and, to fill uh, in the card around it. Hmm. Yep. And normally their big one, uh, the big one is like right around New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dana White on the, on the was always good at coming like up with fights. Yeah. And on the, on the big numbered ones like 100, 200, 300, they stack the card. <laughs> he used to uh, have like subtitles like UFC forty four the heavy hitters and it was like all these yep. stand up fighters 
and then it was uh you know 51 was super submissions and it was all these super ground fighters and stuff they don't do that anymore but hmm. you know now it's just like UFC 285 Adesanya versus Pereira mm-hmm. but that's the thing is like when the number is just a number like how is any of them stand out as being important you're just another numbered fighter Oh, they, they stand as important to, uh, like when there's title fights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because then they'll they'll key in on that. You know, this is Lesnar versus Couture, Lesnar versus Carwin or something. Or uh, yeah. CM Punk's, you know, his, his little thing. In that the- was a shit, Jesus. But, I mean, they tried selling the pay-per-view that he was going to be there. sold a lot. And then he showed out at how he tapped out really quick. <laughs> yeah, it's like. I think it was like 40 seconds or something like that. Good God. <laughs> well, Brock Lesnar's first fight wasn't very long either. His first UFC fight. Because he kicked no, ass? No, because, yeah, he, he got, no, he got he, knee barred. Oh. He, he, uh, he, he got tapped out by uh, Frank Mir. But they, they, you know, they put him against a former champion, though. It wasn't like he was he was fighting yeah, no, Joe Blow from nowhere. Frank Mir was is legit. And Frank Mir's a multiple-time champion. Like. And he's, you know, he took a shot. He's like, you know, everybody expected him to come in and just knock me around, so I... Grabbed his weak limb because he wasn't paying attention to his legs. He didn't know how to defend against that. Sure. Well, you gotta. There's a lot you need to learn if you're mm-hmm. going to go into an octagon like that because mm-hmm. everybody knows something that you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot more yeah, in, in MMA. You can't. You can't. Very rare it is that you can go in with just one discipline and be successful. I mean, George Saint Pierre learned karate later, and yep. and he got a lot better by picking up multiple disciplines. There is a movie that I found on Amazon Prime. It was one of those movies that nobody talks about. I mean, it's like a 5.3 out of 10 for ratings. Like, it's not it's not looked at as the best MMA movie or anything. Mm-hmm. Or realistically, it's not looked at that way. But you're talking about you can't go in with one discipline. Well, this is a 18-year-old kid who was looked at when he was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever, as a superstar in the karate world. So this movie's called Tapped Out. Here's the situation. He's a kid. He was at this uh, tournament where he got his black belt. His parents are driving him home. They're driving in a shady neighborhood. They get carjacked. The dad gets shot. The mom gets shot. Kid is in the back seat hiding, and this guy... You know, you can visibly see this tattoo on the back of his neck. And they drive the van to, you know, whatever the little hangout is, their gang hideout. And the kid ends up getting out of the van and running away. And then he grows up and he's got a lot of rage issues because he doesn't have his mom and a dad. You know, he was raised by his grandpa. He gave up on karate, gave up on everything, and he just became like this delinquent kid. Now he's 17, 18 years old. And he starts to get into trouble where he's not going to graduate on time so you got to start doing community service to to be able to graduate so the friend of his parents you know younger back seven years ago whatever he works at a karate studio and he says if you work at my karate studio as the janitor whatever we'll call that your um, community service and the the reason the guy that did it was because he was friends with the kids parents and they were alive so the kid starts getting into wanting to fight again. The sensei's daughter or niece or whatever, the love interest, hey, you should come to this uh, underground fight ring and guess who's there as the champion of the fight ring? The guy who killed his parents. Yep. 
That sounds like a movie. It, it was. It <laughs> yeah, is a movie. <laughs> but so so it became it became like this Karate Kid thing, and uh, I thought it was really good. Um, the main character is not anybody special. Like he's been in like one thing, mm-hmm. but because he was like a five time world champion karate kid, that's why he was up for this movie. But this guy, I don't know. I don't know how big of a name this is, but Christoph Sozinski? He fought in the UFC for a while. Okay. S-O-S-Z-Y-N-S-K-I. Also yeah. in uh, Here Comes the Boom. And oh. he was also in Logan, Angelita yeah. Battle Angel. So he's the bad guy. He's a big dude, right? Big. Real big. Yeah, he's he's like a dude. He's yeah, a okay. massive, like, okay. just All a right. fucking, what you think of when you think of scary polish dude yeah now i remember who yeah yep like this dude is holy fuck scary yep, yep. well he is the uh, the main opponent and so in this tapped out tournament that the 18 year old kid goes into he just looks like a scrawny high school kid but he had to learn the other disciplines of the ground game and he actually learned it from anderson silva mm-hmm. let's yep. see who big was. star anderson silva knocked out my favorite fighter of all time Leaving? Rich Franklin. Oh, Rich Franklin? Okay, I could see that. Yeah, man. I, I That was hard to watch. His fight with Tanner, man, I was like, this guy is going to be huge. And then he then he beats Ken Shamrock. And I, I was betting all my friends, like, Anderson Silva's going to find out what a site to get knocked the fuck out. And that's not what happened. <laughs> I like after the fight, he's like, man, I really thought that Ty Clinch was going to be my sweet spot. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got that. His nose was on the side of his face. Yeah, it was bad. And the second fight didn't go very well for him either. <laughs> Do you guys know this other name? Lyoto Mashida? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. So he's those one of the he's one of the greats. Okay. Yep. So it was him and Anderson Silva that taught him the ground game. So sure. yeah, it, was, it was all it was all part of this uh the training montage of Can't learning. get much better than that. Well, works. Yeah, no, they're both black belts in jujitsu. Wow, that's very impressive. Um so tapped out. I thought it was really fun. It's Again, it's not looked at it highly. It's kind of got your cliched, you know, kids out for revenge. You know what? You know what? It was good. I enjoyed it. It's called Tapped Out, and it had UFC fighters in it. So. Mm. But again, it was the tournament of you got to go through four or five different fighters to get to the championship fight. But it's a suspend your disbelief because you're talking about this Sizlis, whatever the guy's name is. Sushinsky, yeah. Yeah, as a massive fucking monster. Like Brock Lesnar looking monster, and you've got an eighteen year old kid. Of course, I mean, again, there again, were times possible. in UFC where that was, stuff was happening. Remember, there was Emmanuel Yarborough, six hundred pounds, hmm. and they loved yeah, and mis- had- mismatching him with people. I mean, Keith Hackney got knocked out of the cage and came back to knock him out. So does this happen? Yep. A, does this happen a lot where you're mismatching the in sizes the beginning, in the beginning? They okay. don't do that anymore because now it's like. Now it's like boxing where it's you got heavyweights and yeah, yeah. welterweights and all that. There was a time where two hundred. Yep, in Japan they did it in Pride a lot, but uh, they they used to they were doing it where the weight class was over two hundred and under two hundred. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, well that, that's what I'm saying, and that's and that's where they had guys that were, you know, four hundred pounds versus, you know, two hundred and six. You know, okay. For the Hawaiian the Hawaiian dude that got his tooth knocked out by Gerard Gordo. Yeah, yeah, it's, huh. it just goes flying. Oh, I guess that's how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Wow, wow, wow. I, I'm i blown away. In the beginning, it was all about disciplines. They wanted to have eight completely different disciplines in the tournament. They wanted a boxer. Boxing, jiu-jitsu, karate, yeah, right. sambo. 
and, it was and a sumo guy like so so like when tank abbott showed up he didn't have a traditional background so i just called him a what was it, a pit fighter or a street fighter yeah yep. i mean and it wasn't really a thing they just it sounded cool because he was like a street fighter. You say it enough times. He's 76 and 0 in unsanctioned fights. Yeah. <laughs> we beat up the two nuns down the street. <laughs> this, is, this is the dude that like, he's the proverbial just stepped off the bar stool and into the cage. Yeah. But, but he was knocking people out. Like, oh. like his first fight where he just knocks that guy out and then he makes that gesture towards him. Like, I thought you were tough or something. And ouch. Yep. That, that'll literally cut your manhood in half. I thought you were he's, tough. He's got a couple like, couple of his knockouts stand up to, you know, to this day as being like highlight real knockouts. But he also was on the other end of that. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah. He got, he got put to sleep a few times. And then, and he fought Frank Mir and uh, Frank Mir was got a submission fighter. Like yeah. And it was like, seconds. yeah, it was like nothing. He just got him down and spun his leg around and until he tapped, couldn't tap fast enough. Damn. And he avoided successfully avoided fighting Ken Shamrock. <laughs> That Interesting. Was, that's what he's. That's what I think he's best known for. Oh yeah, Shamrock would have murked him. Well, that's why he wanted to fight him so bad because he wanted to prove that he was nothing. Huh. Yep. How much of the celebrity of being an MMA fighter is just being a personality versus being a good fighter? Well, some of these guys have gone on to be professional wrestlers, um, actors. Um, mm-hmm. Keith Jardine's made pretty good career out of being like a bit actor. George Saint Pierre. Yep. Saint Pierre. He was. He's been Captain Expendables. America. Uh, well, he was in Captain America. Yep. He was the bad guy a couple times. Batrock, the leaper. Yeah. Uh, oh, Chuck, oh, Randy Couture. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's, he's uh, one of the, the main Expendables guys. Uh, you know, Boss Rutten, he's a great personality. Ken Shamrock became a WWE superstar for four years or something. And then he was. Yeah, during the Attitude Era. Yeah. It, during the, the height, you know, and then he. Uh, and he took one of the most brutal chair shots I've ever seen. On purpose. What? Yep. Like he leaned into it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they don't do that no more. Oh, fuck, man. You got to show how tough you are. You want to hit me with a chair? Sure. I'll bring my face closer. Fuck it. And then he had like some lung infection, and he was in a tournament, oh. and, and he was puking blood up, still wrestling. Oh, brutal. Yep. Uh, those guys are just a little tougher than the rest of us. I mean, Brock Lesnar himself. I mean, you know, fighting with diverticulitis. Yeah. I mean, there was a a, a story where he got. He was cruising around on his motorcycle, and uh, he got hit by a minivan, and he got up, brushed himself off, and asked the people in the minivan if they were okay. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It's kind of like hitting a deer. Yes. I mean, they're they're different than the rest of us. Right. You were talking about it in, I think it was the WrestleMania 19 episode where you were talking about Brock Lesnar. Back in the day, he would have just been a Roman gladiator yeah. that fought against oh, yeah. elephants and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's have from a different a time. A <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's walking up to like Perseus and he's like, what are you going to do to me? And then his music hits and he <laughs> picks him up and F5s him. Okay. Like that one commercial where you have to F5 the shark? Yeah. <laughs> If if you guys could like if somebody made a biopic about any fighter that you could think of, who would you want to see a biopic made about? Chuck Liddell. But Chuck Liddell definitely. Ch- Chuck Liddell was one of those guys. He came up wrestling, mm-hmm. and he was a training partner of Tito Ortiz. And they would ask him questions like, "Well, how come you don't get you, when you when you stand up and f- box with everybody?" He goes, "Well, the last thing you want to be is on the ground. So what happens when you get knocked down? Oh, I get back up. That's yeah. and that was his." The whole thing was he just didn't want to be on the ground. All of his fights were, I mean, even when he lost, he lost standing up. 
And I remember everybody being so shocked when he fought Vanderlei Silva and he took Vanderlei down. Yes, that was that was a fun fight too. Vanderlei was, was one yeah, of those guys that another live by the sword, die by the sword guys. Yeah, he's he's going out on a shield. Yeah, and and, and he would stand there and just take it. Remember when he knocked Rampage through the ropes in Pride? Yep. <laughs> and Rampage was a beast. Yeah. I don't think they were steroid testing them in Japan though. Oh no, they were not at all. <laughs> those guys are juiced to the gills. Well, why would you want why would you want them to be toned down? Did you, you want them as jacked as could did, be. Did you see the smashing I, machine? I want, I want to see the best fighters that science can create. <laughs> <laughs> well Yes, I did I did watch that documentary. So, so there was this guy that looked like a like a, a cartoon character. It showed up in UFC when it was fairly new, named Mark Kerr. And he was this big, jacked-up black dude. I mean, just humongous. There was nothing anybody could do to him. They couldn't even get their arms around his neck to put him in any kind of hold or anything. (laughs) Well, later on, he goes to fight in Pride. And then it comes out that maybe he was on steroids and stuff. Maybe. Maybe. But they made this whole documentary about him in O2. And they showed the the kind of life he was leading and how much pain he was actually in. It was oh. mostly painkillers. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, who was it that beat him? Somebody beat him, like kicked him in the head when he was hands were down. Uh, God, what was that guy's name, that Russian guy? Was it Vochanchin? Yeah, Igor Vochanchin. Igor Vochanchin? And he kicks him right in the head. And there was a rule that if both of your hands were down and you were on your knees, they couldn't kick you in the head. So he came up to a certain way and put his hand down so he could get up. And the guy just kicks him right in the head and knocks him out. So, uh, you know, he broke the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he was trying to get up, so he didn't have both hands down. No, no. He he, he, did. he, he was, and then he put it down so that gotcha. – And the guy lined up and kicked him anyway. Hmm. There were some tricky rules in Japan, though. That Like, when Vanderlei Silva was fighting Sakuraba, I think he was yeah. just like – Soccer kicking Stomps him in the head, kicks. stomping on his head, Jesus. and and Sakuraba still wouldn't surrender. But it's they had to stop the fight. But it's like Fight Club. You oh, it's like anything it, goes. It's like when uh, it's like when Sakuraba fought uh, which one of the Gracies? Hoist, uh, hoist. Yeah, ninety minutes. Break his arm. Yeah, yeah, they fought for ninety minutes. Huh. Six fifteen-minute rounds in a tournament where they had to continue fighting after that. Fuck that. <laughs> Well, that means Sakuraba went on to the next round to lose right away. Yeah. So I think that's what got Vochanchin into the finals, though. Mm. Yep. Fucking wow. Well, because that's what happens. <laughs> it's when pride gets involved and you, you know, I can't submit, I can't be made to look a fool. But I mean, if you look at all these guys that are big stars in MMA, their records aren't 33 and zero, they're 33 and 14, but they're still yeah. looked at as big stars. Like Randy Couture, he, he, I mean, he barely won more than he lost. Yeah, who was he? Fought some. There was this kid, Vitor Belfort, was knocking everybody yeah. out, and it was supposed yep. to be like a tune-up fight for Vitor to go on to fight somebody else. Uh-huh. And Couture just schooled him. <laughs> yep, took him down and gassed him out. Yep, kid was knocking everybody out. Hmm. Also, so, juice to the gills. Oh yeah, back then they weren't they weren't checking in UFC back then. <laughs> so this Vito kid is he not like a stamina fighter? Like he can't. Go the distance kind of thing? He was uh, he was a young kid. He, he, what was he, like 20, 18, 20, something like that? I think he was that? 19, 20, yeah. Hmm. But he ended up getting off the roids, and he got you know better with the uh, stamina department. Until he fought Anderson Silva. <laughs> yeah, Anderson Silva took his soul. <laughs> yeah, that, and that was it, though. I mean, I don't remember anything after that from him. Huh. He fought. He got back on TRT, and he won a few fights, like highlight reel knockouts, but then they started the Osada testing. Mm-hmm. 
and he just flailed away. And that's what happens. Yep. I mean, these the UFC careers are very short. Yep. So is this one of those things where experience is good, but maybe being younger is just is better? There was a guy, I can't remember his name, and he fought a lot, like all the time. And he was, uh, he had like a, like a, a, a career, it was like 80 matches. And he was in the Travis UFC. Travis Fulton? No. Tall, lanky guy with no hair. I mean, that sounds like a lot. Uh, Stephen Struve? No, 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 no. It wasn't that tall. Uh uh, but he, but he he fought a lot, and I remember them doing an interview with him, and they were asking him like, you know, how do you how do you feel? And he goes, my body's tired, you know, yeah. I don't I don't have time to heal, but you know, the mortgage is due. I got three yeah. kids at home. That sucks. Fighters and UFC guys, they don't make that much money. No. Um, a friend of my cousins is cousins to Sean Shirk, and uh, okay, I don't know what what you know he was pulling down every fight, but he got like a bonus for the fight against uh, Ken Florian. Yeah. And uh, which was a, I want to say a five round decision, but he got bloody in the first round and he just stayed on top of the guy. But uh, buckets, man. so he got his bonus and it was like, you know, like five grand. The guy handed him $5,000 in cash on top of what he made. And he, you know, I mean, he has a regular job today. You know, the guy's, Hmm. I think he's installing flooring or something. Yeah, he, he owns a construction company in St. Francis. Mm-hmm. Wow. So who's going to fight? When I was living in Minnesota. I lived like two miles from him. No. Oh. There you go. He's, he's not a big guy, but I wouldn't time. say nothing to his face. <laughs> no, he's he's like five six and probably two hundred pounds. He still looks good. I, I yeah. follow him on Facebook. He still looks pretty good. I, his kids are wrestling now, so. If you know these people, we should be putting them I, on the podcast. Okay, I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> it's like six degrees. I might know someone who knows Kevin Bacon, too. It doesn't mean I know Kevin Bacon. Well, call him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so the, my question I was going to ask was, if you're going into the ring against somebody, would you rather fight against somebody who's fighting for pride or fighting for a paycheck? Pride. Fighting for a paycheck. Ooh. I'd rather fight Is someone who... For pride, you can if make more fighting, money off that guy. If they're if they're fighting for pride, they're more willing to fuck you up. Yeah, but but that's how I would be just... fighting. <laughs> huh? I don't. I feel like that's just like a hard question to answer because is the guy that's fighting for a paycheck? Does he have the eye of the tiger? Like, is he doing it to to the death? The, Sean Shirk fought a guy. Uh, got BJ Penn, maybe. Who needed the money, mm-hmm. but he he was he had something happen. He got injured during training, and so he took steroids to get to get over it. And he had he took some sort of masking agent to beat the test. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say he beat Shirk, but they they reversed the decision later on. I think that was uh, Hermes Franca. Was it Franca? Okay, yeah. And he, so, yeah. and he said, "My kids needed the money." I. Yep. I, yeah, well, that's what it was. Franca. Yep. And he's my kids needed the money. I couldn't, I couldn't not fight, but I was hurt. So this is the only way to get around it, you know? And that's when they started mm-hmm. saying, you know, maybe these guys ought to be paid for training and they ought to be mm-hmm. paid for, you know, because I mean, if you're only going to get paid on fight night and you train for three months to fight somebody and you, yeah, you got to pay trainers, you got to pay training right. partners, you know, you got to time. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you, and you freaking blow out your, your shoulder three days before the fight and a warm up. No, you don't get paid. Sparring, you're fucked. So my reason for 
leading into the whole money thing is because my top three favorite movie of all time is Warrior. Yes. <laughs> I, I could watch it a million probably, times. Probably the most close to the cuff, like, fighting action-wise. Yeah. But that I've seen for anime movies. Yeah. I don't and, know about you guys, but I think the movie should have ended with the other guy winning. The brother, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I see yep. I see as they walk off into the sunset together <laughs> that somebody's got a kitty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so like as they walk off into the end and it just goes to black screen, like I could still see it being where he gives Tommy money to give to Pilar. Well, Tommy was going to jail. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's got enough celebrity at that point that enough people would not want him to go to jail. I mean, yeah, he went AWOL, but you look at the situation of the friendly fire killing his whole squad That's and everything. His whole squad, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, there's extenuating circumstances that they could probably. The avoid government might him. want to brush under the rug that maybe nobody knew about, kind of thing. Well, between that and, and if you don't fight Tommy in the, the court system and then you just make him a hero. Well, then the, the government looks good because, oh, look at this hero that we've got that's fighting for our country. And then you kind of, like you said, brush away the, the bad things that happened. <laughs> but the way what I was saying was I feel like there would be like a, a, a an agreement between the two of them that he would give him money. So that's how I see it well, as I, a happy I assume, ending. Yeah. What were you going to say? They split the prize or something like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, he needed And he, he needed, needed to money. go to the doctor and fix his shoulder, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they both needed the money. Yeah. But $5 million is a lot of money. But I've yeah. got this audio clip that juices me up, man. I fucking love this movie so bad. I, is this the one with the pro wrestler, Kurt Angle? That would be correct. Yes. Cuba. It's, it's, the, it's the speech with Frank Grillo. Why are we here? If you don't win this fight... You're homeless. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I fucking love it. like I. It makes me cry, and that's not even the end of the movie. But the Koba fight was amazing, so I've got audio from that. And I just because I fucking love it. Hold it, hold it, small sips. Why are we here? Why are we here, Brendan? Why are we here? Are we here to win this fight? Are we here to win this fight? You tell me, because if we're not, I will throw in the towel. We will get tested and we will go home. We'll go home, okay? You don't knock him out, you lose the fight. Do you understand me? 
You don't knock them out. You don't have a home. Go, second out, second out. And I didn't want to play the whole thing because I, did, I didn't want to give away the ending. I didn't want to have a six-minute long clip either. Mm-hmm. So I, I trimmed it down to have like the big highlights of, oh, he threw him to get some fence. Oh, my God. Oh, one man can't take this much punishment. <laughs> Shoot the entire building. Right. I think the reason why uh, MMA resonates so much with people is because anybody can win at any time. And, oh, yeah. And it's very hard to have a fight the way, that, the way it's done now where it's, there's at least – not something that's entertaining happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They try to make him as entertaining as possible. And there's something going on something. every moment. Yeah, the ref- it's the referee's job to keep the action moving. If the guys are just laying there doing nothing, they get them back up. If the guys are – one guy is clearly stalling, they take points away. So that there's there's benefit in keep moving, keep fighting. You know. Side note, Frank Grillo has a docuseries on Netflix called Fight World. Huh. Where he uh, – like highlights a different discipline every episode and like learns the discipline. Is he a fighter? Uh, he's a fight enthusiast. Okay. Yeah. That, that's the thing about it. There's a lot of famous people that love the UFC. There's that. They- and, he, and he also had a show called, I think it's called the kingdom where he, he's a former fighter that runs an MMA gym. That's right. I, I've heard about that. I haven't seen it, but yeah, the kingdom. Very good show. It's uh, got one of the Jonas brothers on it. Hmm. The good one. The, the tough guy one from Midway. Yeah. Yes. So not I, the one that just boned it up with Sophie Turner. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So the kingdom. I I want to see that. I haven't. I, I'm not even it's sure. It's not where on it Netflix is. anymore. Yeah. It's probably one of those things you got to pay for. Uh, like one yeah, of those extra subscriptions. Subscription. Paramount Plus, maybe. The, I don't know. the subscription within the subscription. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scriptception. <laughs> a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream oh my god <sighs> the deeper you go the more money you pay yeah and right you end up costing you like 300 dollars a month in streaming services that's half my paycheck <laughs> but, I, but, I, but i'm not paying dish network 80 dollars a month anymore yeah. fuck those guys <laughs> give to jeff bezos instead perfect <laughs> someday he will sponsor us Right. He could afford to. So, um, with the way that they're fighting, like Koba, he's just a big ass intimidating guy, mm-hmm. and he'll fight because that's his reputation. That's it, who he is. It felt like he was representing Fedor Emelianenko's character. I mean, like you know, even though he's like a, a small, yeah, unbeatable mm-hmm. Russian monster. Yeah, and that's what Fedor was. He didn't talk a lot, and he he never lost. I mean, he I think he eventually lost, but I mean, for yeah, the longest he was time, undefeated for like thirteen years. Or yeah. Something like that. But it wasn't like he was going out saying, I'm unbeatable, you can't beat me. He just he just always found a way to win his fight. Yeah, he and he was like the the stereotypical like emotionless Russian. Like right. you never saw his facial expression change when he was fighting. And his brother looked like a tattooed homeless guy. Okay. Well, and he his was his brother was like a Russian gangster. Yeah, yeah. And and but he was more outspoken and you know, he would say oh, yeah. things. So, I have a couple of screenshots of trivia from the movie Warrior. Okay. And that okay. was one of the ones was mixed martial artist Fedor Emelianenko, who was the number one ranked heavyweight in mixed martial arts for over seven years and was considered unbeatable. He was also Russian and a Sambo champion multiple times over. So, yes, you're right. That's where they get it from. But the term Koba was actually the moniker of Joseph Stalin. 
Mm. Oh, um, that's a different, you know, from the Emilienko character. To I, ironic, they Cuba. would use Mister, you know, USA all the way, Kurt Angle as the, <laughs> yeah, as the Russian, Russian guy. guy. It's crazy. Um, there was actually a scene in the very beginning. It's called the alternate opening shot, where Tom Hardy is cage fighting in prison, but they cut that out. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Actual USC fighters Anthony Johnson and Nathan Marquard were Marquardt. in the yep. Marquardt. They were in the competition. I think it was Anthony Johnson played uh, Midnight, mm-hmm. the first guy. Yeah, that he Brendan was the fought. first fight for, yeah. Yep. Brendan Conlon may be loosely based on the life of real UFC fighter Rich Ace Franklin. My favorite fighter of all time. Yeah, he, school he teacher. Was, he was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yep, school teacher turned UFC fighter. Yep, and he t- took part in cage fights to make extra money. Yep. That's cool. He looked passably enough like uh, Jim Carrey. Really? So yeah. they started calling him Ace. Nice. Ace, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Frank Grillo based his character off of MMA trainer Greg Jackson. Yep. Grillo and Joel Edgerton trained and lived with Jackson at his New Mexico gym during pre-production. All of Grillo's fight scenes dialogue was the cornering was suggestions by Jackson. Hmm. So they tried to make yep. it as real as possible. So. I think that's cool. Tom Hardy. I mean, that's why I said, like, realism-wise, it's probably the best MMA movie. That uh, The fight that Tom Hardy had in the gym with uh, Mad Dog or whatever. Yeah. Somebody tells me there's a UFC-style movie that's coming to the theater, and I should mm-hmm. see this. And I'm like, oh, sweet, I'm going to go see it. So opening night, I go see this. And when he knocked out the, that Mad Dog guy, and the whole theater went, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And again, it's the it's the celebrity of you see it happen on YouTube, and all of a sudden the what he is is that one punch. You know, it right. was he became famous on the internet, so now everybody wants to see him. Well, the thing was is Tom Hardy took off his shirt, and he didn't look like an actor that got into shape. He looked like a UFC guy they trained to act because mm-hmm. yeah. he was perfect for the movie. All of those tattoos are real, by the way. Mm-hmm. And yet now he's. And did a, you know he's actually doing jujitsu? Yeah, I was just gonna say that he's a legit jujitsu fighter now, and That's he's awesome. winning tournaments. Yeah. Like, could you imagine going to going to be like, yeah, I'm gonna sign up for this tournament and draw opposite fucking Tom Hardy? Like, <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm good. No, and, and the thing was, is he takes it seriously, so it's not he's not oh, yeah. doing it for a joke. I mean, he's yeah, he's they, submitting people. There were there were multiple broken bones between Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy during the production of this movie. I am not I surprised. It. Hence, no sequel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is $25 million budget made $23 million worldwide. That's it? That's it. This is a 2011 movie by Gavin O'Connor. Yeah. I mean, He's the same guy that did Miracle. Yeah. Same guy that did Coach Carter. The guy knows how to make sports movies. Damn right. Coach Carter? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. No, no, not Coach Carter. Um, there was a Ben Affleck movie. They just came out. Oh, the the all the way way back, all the way 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 yep. back or something. All the way back, the way back. Yep. yep. Sorry, not Coach Carter. He did the way back with Ben Affleck. And Nick Nolte was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. He was not supposed oh, to be. In the movie. He was he was not the guy that um, Gavin O'Connor wanted, but the guy who wrote, wrote it wrote it for him. Yeah. Wrote it in mind, yeah, with yeah. Nick Nolte. And they said that after the very first speech with Nick Nolte. Everybody that was watching the production of it gave him a standing ovation because Nick Nolte was so incredible. Well, he's, he's a, he was a genius in that. I think it's really interesting. I found this because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Warriors is one of my favorites. And uh, the whole Moby Dick metaphor, mm-hmm. the Ahab, 
Moby Dick is a metaphor for a problem that haunts a person or a goal that is difficult or even unattainable. So I feel like that's kind of what this UFC tournament was for Brendan Connellan. So it's the symmetry of the dad's trying desperately to get back into his kid's life. So that's the unattainable goal. Brendan is trying to win this tournament in this unattainable goal. So the fact that they keep referencing Moby Dick throughout the entire movie, I thought the symbolism was lovely. You know what the the big knock on this movie online is? Hmm. How is it Hmm. possible that two unknown fighters happen to be brothers with different last names would both end up in this eight-man tournament? Okay. (laughs) That's that's the problem? That's your knock on the movie? Well, the one had – this is arguing against that, that knock. The one had the viral video moment, knocking yep. up through the gym. Yep. And the other, Brendan, was, he was a previous UFC fighter. Like, he had fought before. Yep, and he had was training right. with someone who was already in there. And he, so they, they figured he'd just take his spot yep. when, he got, when he got injured. But, I mean, that was, I seen a lot of, because I was looking this stuff up online. He said, the conspiracy behind this, I'm like, seriously, people will find anything to bitch about. Like, bro, it's a fucking movie. Like, what I'm curious about... Nobody it, would know they were brothers going into it? Oh, God. <laughs> well, looking looking at the story, we we know that they're brothers. Mm-hmm. That was, that was yeah. what the selling point was. Do you think that the movie would have been more interesting if we found out they were brothers the same time the audience found out that they were brothers? Well, the fact that they don't even talk to each other until right, right before the tournament starts? Yeah, it's the, it's the beauty of movie making where you yeah. have two stories that intersect at the end, but they're parallel the entire time. No, I, I, I think I think knowing they were brothers the whole time was important. Okay. Yeah. Because, and even the fact that it didn't take anything away from the movie, knowing these two would eventually end up in the tournament against each other. And I think that did kind of spoil the movie because you knew they were both going to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that's but, the intensity of yeah. the Koba fight. That well, they, was... they they could have had Koba win, and and Conlon coming back in his corner. Hmm. Yeah, true. But they already showed in the preview that they were in the cage against each other. So, right. well, it just I felt like it took away from the the end fight okay. because the Koba fight was so good, and all oh, yeah. of the fighters that that Tommy fought, it was so quick that none of them even mattered. <laughs> no, but he was a rage fighter. So yeah, he. I would have actually liked to see Tommy win. Tommy Tommy beat the goal against Koba. Well, but but that would have been that would have been intense. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, you get these uh in real life fighting when you get these guys that go against someone that can pick them apart. Um I forget his name. Uh Well, Krokop was knocking people out left and right and then he fought Fedor. Yeah. He did not win. (laughs) Heath Herring was knocking people out, and then he fought Fedor. He did not win. That's that's the kind of thing. Tapping dudes out left and right. Yeah, and and there's always somebody that that can find a way to win. I mean, like Mm -hmm. like in the beginning, Hoist Gracie, that was uh, uh, Dan Severn. He was beating everybody in that tournament all the way to to get to him. Now, he was a wrestler. He wasn't like like a submission fighter, which is why he didn't really have anything once he got down, but... Took Hoist Gracie like fifteen minutes to submit him, but this little tiny guy beat him. Hmm. Sometimes it's the styles that make the fights. That's what they keep saying. And sometimes the little guy with a better style can take out a guy that's coming in angry. Hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, it, with that movie, it's Tommy is the angry guy, and Brendan is the calm guy, the desperate guy, though. Just like when yep. you're when you're looking at what color shorts they're wearing, you've got yeah. the black shorts, white shorts, good versus evil, mm-hmm. calm fighter, angry fighter. It's 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, opposites attract the yin and yang of fighting. Mm -hmm. I fucking love Warriors. Dude, so Tom much. Tom Hardy is that was my favorite character in the whole movie. I was like this. I mean, I wasn't disappointed in the end. I thought it was awesome. I mean, standing ovation, awesome mm -hmm. at the end of the, the end of it. But I just personally thought Tommy should have won. It's it's the movie that, like, <laughs> as you've said it many times, like this is the movie above all other movies that I would I would recommend more than anything. Cause, mm -hmm. And if but then again, if you haven't seen it, you're not going to want to see it because you're not the, the kind of movie. You know, it's crazy. I yeah. I can. And it's so much better than a steaming pile of shit. Never back down. Oh God. Damn it! That was the next I, movie. I was hoping we were going to say something about that. Anyway, uh, oh no, uh, no, you didn't. I, I took, you I son did. of a bitch. But, but before we get to that, um, so I can go and on this I like podcast that movie too. I can go on this podcast and I can recommend movies. Yep. I don't know if people are taking my advice or not. Doesn't matter. But in my own home, with all the big stars that are Marvel people mm -hmm. in this movie. Frank Grillo, Tom Hardy. Oh, he's a, yeah, he's Marvel, I guess, yeah. with Venom. Um, other actors that he might know. My son won't watch this movie because it's about MMA, and I don't That's really like so that sad. stuff. And I'm like, but it's good. <laughs> Come on. I literally, I was watching this movie a couple days ago, and Brennan comes in from playing his video games, and I'm like, hey, hey, come, come, in, come sit down for like just five minutes. It's a cola fight. Come on. Come on. Uh -oh. Five minutes. Best time to sit down. And he's like, no, I'm good. You How is that? I oh my god! I just <laughs> I just want a movie, buddy. It's, I mean, it's not like you were watching Never Back Down or something. God damn it! I like that movie. <laughs> you guys are terrible. You know what? I'm just playing the audio clip. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and a round cake. That's cool. And my own thing took last start. Three punch combo, then a round cake. This is mixed martial arts. Mix it up. <laughs> yourself if you don't control your breathing the first day sparring with Mars you panicked stop breathing here you are trying so hard to kill the bag but you forget to breathe so your kick has no power breathe with each strike breathe breathe I am breathing you can't keep control when you're kicking your bag. What happens against an opponent who can fight back? This bag weighs a friggin' ton. Each strike, you breathe. Is that it? Is that what? Your grasshopper speech. All I get is four words about breathing. Still sure it's worth it? <sighs> Not just you, Jake. Everyone has their fight. Seriously, I've seen this movie like five or six times. I've seen it once. It looks like two pretty boys wanting to fight. Well, true. That's I mean, all it is. Yeah, I mean Cam Gigandet, the the asshole jock or whatever you find out. And then the girl is Amber Heard. After what we know about Amber Heard, I, she's done. <laughs> well, that's fine, but like I like this movie. Like she and shit in the bed and blamed it on a dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
please elaborate. I don't know enough about Amber Heard's like court it was, part, it was part of the trial she's a right. mess she's she's the like worst she, person like she ever. dropped the deuce in the bed and and blamed it on like their teacup poodle size yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then johnny depp had to explain that there were human-sized poops like oh <laughs> the fecal matter could poops. not have come out of a dog that small <laughs> i can't believe that in 2008 <laughs> I my dog stepped on a bee <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so there's a lot of Amber Heard hate. That's fine. I, fine. I mean, I thought Sean Ferris was going to become a bigger star. Yeah. So I did see this movie when it came out because of him. Mm-hmm. And I knew the the Hansu. Yeah. I can't I never say his first name. Jaiman Hansu. Da, yeah. Uh, say it again. Jaiman Hansu. There you go. Him. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like Django. It makes the D- DJ sound. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's a very good actor. Hell yeah, he is. Yeah. And, uh, and a model. I found that one out. Oh. Sexy. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I thought, well, the cast is good enough. Let's check this out. Yeah. But it's pretty boys. Yeah, I get it. It's okay. It was a steaming pile of elephant shit. Okay. What about the sequels? They made more of these? Michael. Yes, there's like three of them. Michael Dry White's in one of them. Yep. He actually took over as the main character. And they even call it Never Back Down, Beat Down, and then Never Back Down. Beat Off. <laughs> <laughs> Who can finish first? Milk every last bit out of it. <laughs> could be squeezing the tip. <laughs> mind the stepchildren. Mind the stepchildren. Oh my god! <laughs> you gotta cut the balls. Oh my god! Seriously, why are we doing this right now? This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, but seriously, never back down. Hot oil all over my chest, ass, and balls. <laughs> And he pushed me down the stairs and my shoes fell off. I think more people would have showed up to watch that one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it. Me and Sean, we've been army buddies for a very long time. Okay. And we, I don't know how we started this thing, but it was it was our little Jacob and Muriel bit. The, the Jewish couple. <laughs> so it was Sean as Jacob. And I was his, I was his fakakta wife, Muriel. <laughs> Nobody, nobody could stop laughing because we were so hilarious. All I did was talk about how much of a bitch he is. Was this during the "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" era of the military? Oh no, it was well after. Oh, well, well after. after. It was beautiful. <laughs> you slept with the pool boy. You shit's a whore. I can't help it. He told me I was a real woman. <laughs> it's it's funnier being here and seeing him get into character (laughs) he does a little 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 hip hop yep and he's moving his hands yep i don't know this would invariably end with one of us unable to continue because we were laughing (laughs) literally it it would become like a competition to see who'd quit first jesus christ I can't help it. I'm schvetzing over here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're killing me. And then he made then he made the uh Dan it feels good to be a Hebrew. <laughs> he said Dan feels good to be a gangster. Right. <laughs> it was it was a beautiful time. But that's the military for you. Boredom for ninety nine percent of the time? God damn right. Total Pretty fear one percent. <sighs> Fantastic. So I liked Never Back Down. <laughs> Oh, you're the one. <laughs> you're the reason they made three of them motherfuckers. Oh, fuck. 
Okay, I will say. Just for me, like, the entire premise of it is fucking ridiculous. Like, oh, I got embarrassed, so I'm going to learn this stuff so I can kick this guy's ass. Yeah, and it, and it only took him, like, two months. However, get this. So, Warrior only made a $23 million. Stupid. Never mm-hmm. Back Down made $41 million. Yeah, because Suck it. guys could bring their girls. Because these were little shave-chested boy <laughs> toys. Hey, man. You watch what you want to watch. All right, all right. I I got a movie that I'm 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 quite positive nobody here has seen. Uh, Shoot fighter, fight to the death. Never heard of it. Is that the one with GSP where he has a poorly uh, dubbed uh, voice over his own? No, this was a 1993 movie. It's oh, never heard of it. Uh, yep, I'm, I'm just going to read off the cast to you, and you can see where it goes. Um, so we got Bolo Young. Okay. William Zabka. Johnny from Karate Kid. Michael Bernardo, who was a legitimate karate guy. Martin Cove and uh, Joe San. Edward. Joe San, who's actually in prison for rape. Yes. What? Yes. Gee. Yes. Um, Edward Albert, Eddie Albert's son, who was an actor. He was in like in Midway and stuff like that. So, okay. so this one is uh, uh, Martin, Martin Cove is a professional shoot fighter in japan and okay. he, he's fighting against so this is obviously after he was john crease in karate Kid. yes okay. and, and this this feels like a kind of like a, a weird sequel to it because william zapka's in it too oh, okay can i can i comment quick um, yeah the tapped out movie yep martin cove is the principal that was telling the kid you know you got to go to do community service so martin cove oh, okay. man martin cove is Big deal. Okay. I, I got a personal connection when I'm done explaining the movie. Go for it. So you got Martin Cove. He's like this professional shoot fighter. And he's in a tournament, and he makes it to the semifinals against the second best fighter in Japan behind Bolo. And Bolo tells the guy before he goes out there, he goes, uh, be careful. This guy, he doesn't fight the way we fight. He doesn't understand the rules. And Martin Cove kills the guy. And then he disgracefully is is kicked out of the tournament. Bolo wins by, you know, forfeit or whatever. Hmm. Well, later on, years later, Bolo's training two fighters, William Zabka's character and Michael Bernardo's character. And uh, William Zabka's about to lose his house. He needs the money. And he's married to Michael Bernardo's character's sister. So he's like, oh, maybe we should start fighting in some of these other tournaments and stuff like that, and we'll get some money. Well, then someone sees him fighting, realizes who he is, and convinces him to go down to Mexico and fight in these illegal fights. And in the the lower rounds, it's fight till you knock the guy out. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like blood sport. They're fighting on a mat, like mm-hmm. a big mat in the yeah. middle. And uh, in the finals, <clears throat> everything's in a cage. There's weapons. Oh. And you fight oh. to the death. So eight fighters fight to the death, not not all at the same time right. in a tournament. And, uh, dude, I remember watching that thing on, like, HBO or something like that, and there was, like, these crazy, bloody, gory deaths with swords and shit. Wow. So uh, Bolo and, and Martin Cove had this huge fight at the end of the movie, and it's it's very B-rated as far as the special effects, some of the stuff that happens, you know, breaking somebody's arm where the bones are just, like, shooting out of the arm and stuff. Hmm. But it's good. It sounds like there's breaking broccoli in the background. Of- yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But it, it was it was like a sneaky. I, I had this movie on on tape, and then obviously you know you graduate to DVDs at some point. And I never did find it on disc. But it's like it's free on YouTube. 
You know what they say about YouTube? Yes, I do know, and that's that's that makes me sad to see that this movie is free on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, movies that appear free on YouTube is because nobody cares. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I, that, that checks out. Yeah, that does check out. Before the oh, pandemic. Oh, never back down the sequels. Those are, can be found on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. Ironically. <laughs> Case uh, in point. So before the pandemic, I went to one of those GalaxyCon, Comic-Con things. And okay. William Zabka and Martin Cove were, had tables next to each other. And in front of them, they got all these pictures that you can have signed from all these different movies that they were in. I look down and I see zero from this movie that they were in together. So I said, God, if you guys had a picture from Shoot Fighter, that's the one I'd get and I'd get you both to sign it. Well, uh, William Zabka like, like rolls his eyes and goes, oh yeah, Shoot Fighter? Sure. And it, and it was clearly a movie he made for the money. Yeah. Maybe William Zab- or uh, Martin Cove's career didn't work out as well as he wanted to because he was like, oh, did you like that one? What was your favorite part? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, uh, where your arm comes out of your whole body <laughs> and Polo Young crushes your head and kills you. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but but uh, I, I really, I, I liked it. I watched it a bunch of times. And they made a sequel with Joe San as the main villain in it, even mm-hmm. though he was in the first one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he is a villain in real life. Yes, true. He's in prison for rape. Yeah. So, I want to. I'm trying to remember. I think it's called No Surrender. Yeah, it's another one of those. You Where know, they made a bunch of them, didn't they? Yeah, and so it was like the first one was actually Ving Rhames, and that was uh, like the '90s or something like that. And then the sequel was with Michael Jai White. But then yeah, so they're fighting in prison and stuff. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. The yeah underground prison. Isn't fight. the one? Doesn't the one have a uh, Kimbo Slice? It might be, but I know the big deal became Scott Adkins. Who is another big name in like I don't know about MMA necessarily, but he's one of those actors that's known for fighting. So he does a lot of okay. choreography. So in the third movie, it becomes No Surrender, and whatever uh, whatever Scott Adkins' character's name is, he's he's, he's the Russian badass. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, the the No Surrender series as well was another big one that's, you know, I guess you can call it B-rated, but you can find them on YouTube for free. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, highly yeah. recommended YouTube movies. <laughs> hey, man, at least you get hey, to watch them. I mean, dude, no trying com- to sell Cobra Kai to people and them having to say, well, it's on YouTube before it became a big Netflix YouTube show. YouTube Red. And right? that's why I said, you had to pay extra for this. <laughs> it's the premium. You gotta, you gotta watch it. Yeah, this isn't free, like, you know, crappy movies, but... <laughs> See, I, then Cobra Kai, that's the one I never got into. What? Yeah, it's, like it. Well, I mean, it is, it's kind of like the teen thing. I, you know? I think I think if you were my age, you'd be more into it, because you're you're probably right around Brian's age, right? I think he's I'm got 39. me beat by a year or two. Okay, so be, you guys were just, you guys 40. missed the Karate Kid era when it was like in the theaters? I, I, I seen them all in the theater. I didn't see any of them in the theater. Yeah. I saw it with Mikey, and we fell in love with it together. We, we, we karate'd all the way home from wow. the movies. One of my sisters rented the video of the first Karate Kid, and we watched it. Okay, and then you karate like, outside. Like I like the Karate Kid movies. Yeah, like the pre the the not the remake ones. Those are trash. That's yeah, absolutely trash. You mean the Kung Fu Kid? Yeah. So how do you like Karate Kid but not Cobra Kai? I don't know. I can understand. It's that. just too. It's it's too like it, it felt chickish at times. Sure. It's it's, it's not even that like. 
like one of my favorite movies in the world is 27 Dresses. <laughs> what? But, uh, said that to a live you, mic. Are you cool. kidding me? No, I love that movie. Okay. Are you gonna are you gonna talk about musicals next? <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of musicals actually. Because oh, his previous co-host was in musicals. <laughs> Into musicals. Okay, yes, we did the I episode mean, I like, with Sandy's. I like Grease. Okay. That's understood. Grease is cool. John Travolta's a badass in that one. We're not gonna talk about musicals. If you'd like, we could do an episode on twenty seven dresses. Yeah, we'll invite we you back for that one. I'll take that week off too. <laughs> Devil wears Prada. No, didn't like that. Okay. Well, when we do a chick flick episode, it'll be us, not Brian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, there is a point to this. Why did you bring up 27 Dresses? Because he didn't like no Cobra idea. Kai. Okay. Yeah, because he said it felt chickish. Okay. At okay. times. Okay. I think it's just, it, it seemed geared too much towards like the, the tweens, like the teenage kids. Yeah, the, ex, the next generation. Yep. Yeah, it's the, it who's, just, didn't, just didn't really feel to me. Who's going to date who and who's going to fight for who and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get and that. This kid switches gyms because he got, he got butt hurt. But... Hey, man, switching gyms. <laughs> That's rivalry right there, Biddy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> buddy. Well, I can't say it. Fuck it. Man, I. Or, I or like somebody falls three stories and cracks his neck and then, you know, then wakes up like three months later and is doing karate. Yeah. Right. It's totally real. No such thing as muscular atrophy or anything. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, he's just ready to go. Hey, he had to work for it. He'll lift weights. <laughs> All right. I, I've got one other sound clip that I want to play from another movie that I think is great, but we can get into that later. We can do it now. We're winging it. I don't care. I got another movie. If it's fucking never back down, I'm going to be very upset. I already did it. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I got another movie. All right. That is another movie about a school teacher getting into ultimate fighting to make some money, but this time for his school, not for himself. Uh, oh, please go on. The UFC was actually behind this movie. Would you like yep, me to... But it's a comedy. Would you like me to bring out a, a sound clip for this one? Yes. Scott, nice to meet you. Well, I am such a big fan. Thank you. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Wow. I showed Dana White some of your fights, and I was there at the Romero fight. Great job when you put him down. He's a tough guy. That's a serious Thank win. You. Thanks. Thanks so yeah. much. Good evening, gentlemen. I have uh, created some uh, delicious lettuce wraps prepared with very little oil and a hint of ginger. Thanks. Okay. Yep. So here's the deal. The UFC had a fighter fallout last minute in an undercard fight against Ken Dietrich in Las Vegas next week. Dana's a little worried you might throw up on him. No, no, that was a one-time deal. I'm telling you, it was some bad applesauce that got away from me. It won't happen again. Good to hear. Look, my daughter got into music in middle school. It changed her life. And I think what you're doing is awesome. And the UFC agrees. We'd like to give you a shot. Now, Nico, you had some concerns? He's ready. Okay, good. I'm going to grab one of these lettuce things, and I'll see you boys in Vegas. All right, Jeff. Thanks. Good luck, sir. Thank you. You got yourself a fight. I like this movie. I I couldn't wait to see it. It's a very good movie. So, Kevin James, Selma Hayek. Hello. Hello. Uh, Henry Winkler, Joe Rogan, Boss Rutten. They're all in the movie. <laughs> so, I mean, it had a hell of a and cast. Fun fact about Kevin James, he was a legitimate wrestler in high school and college. And you know who his, his teammate was in high school? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Wow. Yeah, yeah. the same wrestling team. I can, I can definitely believe that. 
Um, but here comes the boom. 2012 movie about a high school biology teacher looks to become a successful MMA fighter in an effort to raise money and prevent extracurricular activities from being axed from his cash-strapped school. Very cool. And he he's uh, doing evening classes as English as a second language, and he meets Boss Rutten. And he goes, oh, you want to get into this? Oh, sure. All first thing you got to do is fight. So he has him get his ass kicked <laughs> to see where he is. Nice. It's a fun movie. So, Like that very first one where he goes all he can do is wrestling stands yeah. and his knee in the face. Yeah, well, they're, they're, go- they're coming into entrance music with like plastic shoulder pads on and stuff. And then he gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah, it was great. See, that's nice because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of MMA comedies like – Fighting movies are not comedies. Fighting movies are drama. Yeah, but it, it was a fun movie, though. And it had a good character arc and stuff. And plus, he was trying to win Selma Hayek's eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, yeah, that's... Hey, normally, normally, a fat guy doesn't get that kind of opportunity. You want to want to talk about standing the test of time. That yeah. woman is a, like a fine wine. No oh, yeah. kidding. No kidding. All right. So, a movie that I will mention now... This is not one of those movies that I, I had ever heard of, but I was Googling and I found it and I saw it and it it knocked me out. It was fucking good. It wasn't phenomenal, but it was the, the character of um, Steven Dorff as the bad guy, the asshole abusive dad. Fucking nuts, dude. It blew me away. The movie is called Embattled. <laughs> the apocalypse is finally upon us. We are just a few weeks away from what promises to be the most controversial fight in WFA history. Between Cash Boykins and his 18-year-old son, Jet. How about that, partner? Sid, honestly, I believe we've officially reached a new low in this great country you call America. I don't care how much money you is on the line. don't care about how much money. What planet are you from? Fathers don't fight sons under any circumstance. This is family. Family who don't much like each other right now. Here's the deal. The fight game is all about the Benjamins. True. It's about money. If there is a specific demand, you go after it. Jets fight against Promotico. Did you even watch it? I did, I did, thank you, Sid. Yes, but Tricky Ricky Promotico ain't Liquid Cash Boykins the Slayer. Cash is the greatest fighter in the history of the sport, and this boy has 0% chance of beating the king. So 0% would mean there's zero appeal, which means there would be zero reason to do this fight. That's not the case. Keep in mind, you know the Cash's fight against Timo Faye the Terrible did about 2.7 million buys at 79.95 a buy. Now they are estimating that this battle will do over 6 million buys at 89.95 a pop. Benjamin's yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, I think you've had a few too many tokes of Colorado finest. Not this morning, but I will tell you this. Every high school kid will not ask their parents. They will demand that their parents buy this fight. The video has already gone viral. 50 million views. Jamie. About that 200 grand. Add a zero. So that was the scene. It was like the training sequence kind of thing. But they played this, uh, the the promotion of the fight that's going to happen. So this movie, this movie is called Embattled. A son aspires to follow in his famous MMA father's footsteps, but along his journey must figure out how to break the abusive cycle, if possible, that his father has started. So, his dad 
trailer trash piece of crap human being becomes this rich millionaire because he fought his way through the MMA ranks and became like the big name, the face of the franchise kind of thing. And he is with his new wife. You know, it's all about money for him. But he doesn't want to give his ex-wife and the kids money because he had to fight tooth and nail for everything he ever had. So he thinks that that's good for his kid. So if they live in poverty and the ex-wife or whatever has to work two, three jobs to make ends meet, that's going to make his son tougher, right? That's why you name your boy Sue. There you go. So in this story, the kid, uh, he's got these blackout memories that sometimes they'll flash back to him of what happened and he'll see this, this punch and he doesn't know what it's coming from until finally he sees the dad, uh, who's played by Stephen Dorff, a piece of shit in this movie. Uh, like, honestly, I, it's hard to recommend the movie because like the subject matter is a little too, too mm-hmm. rough. Um, but he's training his new son, uh, you know, eight-year-old kid or whatever, how to punch. Well, the kid thinks it's fun to, you know, punch with his dad. And Stephen Dorff starts slapping him around. What are you smiling for? This isn't, this isn't a game. And so the son starts to put the pieces together that his memories are from when his dad, Stephen Dorff, were beating the shit out of his mom and him and his autistic brother. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's fucking hard, man, because... The main character is 18 and his younger brother is like 16, but he has autism. So he's special needs and you find out and I'll give it away because I don't think a lot of people are going to see this movie. It turns out when he was like seven and his younger brother was about five, the dad was beating the crap out of the, of the seven-year-old. And so the autistic son comes in with a baseball bat to protect his brother and the dad was choking to death the autistic kid and then the mom gets involved and the dad then beats the shit out of the mom and the son has to call the cops to get involved because the dad was going to kill everybody. So everybody sees this great side of Cassius, you know, the, the dad that thinks that he's this amazing human being. But then when this video comes out of the son protecting his, his you know, half brother or whatever, then everybody in the world sees what kind of a person he is. So then the promotion of father versus son in this MMA battle. Oh, I've got fucking chills thinking about it, dude. It's, it was intense. It was it, like, it's hard to watch because of how bad he is. But at the same time, he's, he's a really good actor. I think that's probably an underrated statement. I mean, Steven Dorff isn't really a big name, but. He he was on a trajectory to be yeah. like the next Mickey Rourke. Yeah. And he, I don't remember what happened. I, I had to look him up because I, I was like, I, I know that got, name. I think he got into drugs. Yeah. Well, yeah. imagine that. 80s, got into the drugs. Yep. But he was in a lot of stuff in the 80s and then he went away for a while and then he's doing other stuff again. Yep. So this, this movie was fucking intense and it was, everybody was rooting for the kid, even though he had no chance. Like. He obviously saw his dad as this millionaire. He's like, I want that money. So he starts training and training and training. But then when he realizes the fight is going to be against his dad, he had to find a new place to train. So um, Saeed Tegmui. Oh, yeah, that dude. <laughs> well, like, I, I know the face. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, He's from Morocco. He, he, was, was, in, uh, he was in Wonder Woman. Kids. 
yeah, Three Kings. He was in Wonder Woman, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. I mean, he's he's in John Wick 3. I mean, he's one of those faces that you just know. That guy. Yeah. So he then trains the son how to fight because he is the only person that's ever knocked out Cassius. That's that promotion. This movie's got some legit fighters in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, not Donald the, Cerrone, Tyron Woodley, Kenny Florian. Yeah. Ken Flo. Not that I know any of those names, but yeah. There's a lot of big names, and um, like I said, that that promotion that I played the audio clip for, that was during the training sequence of the kid training with this uh, this guy. But yeah, dude, fuck man, that was intense, embattled. I I would recommend it if you like MMA movies, mm-hmm. but it's hard, it's hard hitting. So good it. It's got kind of an open ending, but at the same time, you can kind of see where where it's going, mm-hmm. you know. So a happy ending in that in that regard. But I don't want to sp- <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> My guess is he's de- he died, but like I said, it's an open ending, so you don't know. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> it's open ended. Happy ending. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you want to see. Oh. I mean, it's. It's it sounds pretty awful. Piece of shit. A kid that's got to got to live with the fact that he murders his own father. Nope. Nope. Uh it's drugs and alcohol. Oh. So okay, fine. I'll just fucking say it. Okay. Spoiler alert. So the kid uh wins and like he, at the end of that audio clip where that was the mom talking to the promoter like you you were going to offer my son $200,000. I want $2 million. They win and then the new wife leaves the husband, Cassius, and then they become a family. You know, the two ex-wives and the and the half-siblings grow up together and they're happy together. And the dad is still the rich asshole living in his, you know, rich-ass house. But you see him at the end of this party and everyone's partying around him and he's just laying there like he's dead on a on like an inflatable mattress on the water by himself, nobody around him, whereas the other half of the family is living happily together kind of like the end of godfather 2 sure he alienated everybody in his life so to get to his to get to the power that he wanted there then that's how that ended then mm-hmm. so fuck man good times good yeah, yeah. Good, good times he <laughs> dies <laughs> i'm pretty sure he dies okay. but realistically you want it to happen because he's a piece of shit so I, I made a I made a list of some fights that happened over the course of the years, and we've talked about quite a few of them. And uh, get your thoughts on a couple of these. Obviously, we talked about Griffin and Bonner. Yeah. Uh, did you see Anderson Silva versus Vanderlei Silva? Are they brothers? No, no, they're both from Brazil. But Silva's a name like Smith when and Johnson. Uh, Was that in Pride? No, um, it was like a WEC or one of those. It was after Anderson got beat in UFC. Oh, okay. So, no, I haven't seen that. Um, Tito Ortiz and Shamrock. Yeah, I saw the, all their little rivalry. Yeah. Um, Dan Henderson and Shogun. Dude, that was one of the best fights ever. Ever. Obviously, we talked about Gracie and Gar- Gardu, the, the finals of the first UFC. Chuck Liddell and Vanderlei Silva we talked about. Don Fry and Takayama. Yep. Sakuraba and Hoist Gracie in Japan. Yeah. How about uh, Robbie Lawler and McDonald? That was 
both amazing and heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh-huh. Watching them both just get completely torn up and then one like seemingly harmless punch out of the fight. Yeah, but it was, it had to end. I mean, that was, that they were both yeah, no, wrecked. They, yeah, you could tell like McDonald, when he went down, his, he just didn't have it. Like, he was done. Did you see uh, Chuck Liddell versus uh, Randy Couture? Or no, was it was it Chuck Liddell? No, it was uh, Couture fought somebody, and the the side of the glove cut his eyelid, and it was like that an immediate was, uh, stop. Hmm. Was that Belfort. Vitor Belfort? Yeah, their second yep. fight. Yeah, I mean it's crazy stuff like that happens in UFC too. Uh, yeah. There was one where a, a, like the inadvertent eye pokes and oh, there was a championship fight. I forget who had it. The, the dude from Belarus had the had the championship, and this guy, big, big farmer, strong guy, was going in there to fight him, and he blew his ACL out running across the ring to, to hit him, and he just fell over. Fuck. So they never even made contact. Huh. Fight was over. <laughs> I remember that. I can't think of who it was, but that I I don't remember him fighting after that. I don't imagine he did. No, but I mean, there have been some cool nicknames. Remember, there was a dude named Cabbage. What? Yeah, Wesley Correa. Yeah, I mean, there's some of these some crazy nicknames some of these guys had. I think the best is by far uh, the axe murderer. The axe murderer. Wow, Vanderlei Silva. He looks like a murderer. Jeez. Google him. Look him up. Okay. He's like the Mike Tyson. Yeah, he had of, a lot of facial surgery done, but watch some of his fights in Pride if you get a chance. Because I mean, the, the rules were way different Gee, over there. Okay, I know that face. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and the, the, one of the best stare downs ever was Vanderlei Silva versus Krokop. Yep, yep. Remember Joe Rogan talking about? He's it? like, you get this guy's name, nickname is the Axe Murderer. Then you get Krokop, who's an actual fucking killer, like crazy <laughs> anti-terrorism. Like, yeah, I mean, it was like a like a, what was he like a cop in uh, uh, Croatia or something? Yeah, he, he's a, a elite uh, anti-terrorism yeah. task force. Wow, he ain't scared of nobody. <laughs> That's badass, him. But. Uh, Vanderlei Silva, when they took away the rules, when he didn't have any rules, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, when you when you did stomp and soccer kick and shit like that, like. But then they show him with his kids. Mm-hmm. He couldn't. Yep. You couldn't find a better parent. Wow. He's sitting there rocking his kid to sleep. You know, I'm on my way to fight in Japan. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> so is it all just a, just see a him show? Like brutally destroying somebody like. I think that was right before the Sakuraba fight. And that's the one where he was like standing on his head. <laughs> like, yep. I'm like, how is this the same human being? Hmm. Just gonna flip that switch. Just 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 flip a switch. I'm gonna be a really good guy one day. And then yeah. the next minute I'll fucking rip your face off. It, there was a time much- and I don't know if it's still going on, but there was a time where you could find fights every week somewhere. Hmm. They used to have uh ropers and Fridley. You could, they had fights all yeah. the time locally. Um, they'd always uh, have I know them. Mystic Lake has fights. Oh, they still do now? I think so. Okay. Uh, they, used to have, they used to host fights at the Myth like twice a year. The Myth would always have them, yep. And it just felt like it was like really, really, really big. In, like, easy the, to promote. In the like 2005 to 2015. Oh, that's right around the time Never Back Down came out. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's <laughs> ironically what killed it. <laughs> <laughs> this should happen anymore <laughs> this is becoming too popular kill it immediately <laughs> god damn it You're making girl movies out of this come on <laughs> it's a good movie <laughs> next thing i know they're gonna be talking about 27 dresses hey 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 now hey. exactly now it's your turn to get offended <laughs> what <laughs> 
All right. I have no idea how to end it. Good thing we're winging it. <laughs> so we always talk. Well, I always try to get wrestling stuff in here. I'm just going to say rest in peace to uh, CM Punk's career. Okay. <laughs> What he was on heels? Uh, uh, I don't know Wait, if you've he heard was, that show's he, got yes. got killed. There's no season three coming out unless someone no. else comes up. I sadly think he's going to end up back in WWE. Well, if he does, then that would be something. But for a guy to leave that one year, that's all he did. He's the one that just basically got a microphone and just said, "I quit." Right? That's what he did in 2013 in WWE. But he still came back yeah. after that. Yeah. Well, years later, he joined AEW. Okay. And then uh, he's such a cancer in the in the back that he got into fights with everybody, hmm. uh, including uh, Luke Perry's kid, uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Hmm. Did Perry get fired too? No, he's suspended. Suspended, but they fired CM Punk, and the crowd kind of took the, a hit. He was the nominator in all the backstage shit. Well, ironically, if everybody says you're a piece of shit, look in the mirror, you might be a piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. Call a spade a spade. Um. Honesty hurts, bro. But but you know he may end up back in the WWE because they're they're owned by the same company that owns UFC and <clears> they're <throat> thinking about money now. Right. Um, but well, now tell me about that merger. What what's going on with that merger? Because that just happened. It's done. It's done. It's, it's, they're the same it's company just a, now. Uh, yeah, they they're they're owned by the same endeavor. Uh, yeah, and I don't think there's going to be I'm no sure crossover. Some cross promotion, but there, there'll be cross promotion, but there won't be like. A, Conor McGregor fights at WrestleMania one week, and the next week he's in the main event in UFC 391 or something. Yeah, no, I don't think he'll ever fight it again, to be honest. No, but I mean, that's... Why? That's not what they're going to be doing. And they're not going to all of a sudden have... need to. No. Sure. They're not going to all of a sudden have guys fight and wrestling one week and UFC the next week and back and forth. And So then why, well, they, why there did There are they... some guys in WWE that have MMA background. Like, they, they could tie in, like, a Bobby Lashley or a... Mm-hmm. Maybe Brock Lesnar again at some point. So why did they do this merger then? Money. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's they're the two biggest organizations in their field. Gotcha. And now they're under one umbrella. I so mean, it wasn't like a buyout of one company buying well, out the other no, company. No. In fact, both companies got bought by Endeavor. Hmm. The Fertitta brothers sold out, and so did Vince. Interesting. All about the dollar. Well, when you took a company that I think he bought it for $2 million, Vince McMahon bought WWE from his dad mm-hmm. for $2 million in 1983, 84, something like that. And he sold yeah, it for $9 billion. Yeah. Christ. So. What uh, the hell of a markup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call that buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call that yeah. a win. Holy shit. Yeah. He revolutionized pro, pro wrestling. Yep. And then UFC followed suit. You know, doing a lot of the same kind of buildup for their matches, you know. All right, fuck it. These guys don't like each other. Let them fight. Let them talk it out. Then we'll just make sure we stand between them so we don't lose the fight and the, the weigh-in or whatever. Sure. Very cool. The first time I remember seeing, like, the buildup like that was uh, Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Yeah, Bones. Oof. Bones is a legitimate badass, too. John Jones. I want to say he's made the most money of all MMA fighters. Hmm. No. Conor McGregor by far. There, remember, uh, wasn't it Bones that he was the uh, highest paid athlete in the world a few years ago? No. Sure. Didn't didn't Bones uh, like beat up like a someone robbed a girl in front of him and he chased him down and kicked yeah, his ass? Yeah, chased him down and beat him up. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's crazy. And that's and that was actually right before like the first uh, Cormier fight, so they had to cancel it and, and postpone it. 
It was like two days before the fight. Yep, and, and he, he fought Rashad Evans, too. Yep. Oh, man. Good fighter. Good fighter. Yeah. What are you looking up, bud? Got the, oh, the Jeopardy so music playing this, in my ears. Yeah, sorry. it's uh, top five UFC champions with most title defenses. John Jones had thirteen title defenses. That's why I thought he was the highest rated or whatever. Is but, Anderson Silva on that list? Uh, Demetrius Johnson, oh, yeah. eleven titles. Anderson Silva, ten title defenses. Yeah. George St. Pierre, nine title defenses. So it's not that he was the highest paid or whatever, but he's had the most title defenses. So. Because uh, I I know the name John Jones. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of MMA, but I mean, there's names that just stand out in certain sports. And some guys are just like a whole class better than everyone else in their weight class. Yeah. It's crazy. Like John Jones, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Mashita for a while. Like Anderson Silva. GSP for a while. Yep. I didn't give Anderson Silva any respect going into that Ridge Franklin fight. I was oh, no. F-bombing I everybody. Middle fingers for everyone. This is going to be the easiest payday for me. I couldn't get out of the building fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through the first round, you're like, I, I fucked up. I don't even know if it went a whole round. When, huh. he, when he put his it, it, nose it on the side the of his face, I was like, where's the door? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Remember when he, before he fought Chris Lee, and Chris Lee was like, I'm going to send him back to Japan where the competition's easier. Yeah, that didn't last very long either. Six seconds later, he yeah. was nose. Yeah, and he had that goofy red hair, and then his forehead was red too. Yep. <laughs> Chris Lehman. Chris Lehman was a classic loudmouth, though. Even when he he's was actually, losing, he was actually, still talking shit. He's actually going to be uh, judging his first uh, UFC fight here pretty soon. Well, I mean, he, I knew he played it up for the reality show. Oh, yeah. I mean, he admitted it as much. You know, he's like, you know, I they told us to embellish who we were a little bit. Hmm. And uh, so that kind of became the character he played. You know, like we're – what's his name? Forrest Griffin was like an aw, shucks, you know. Well dumb country boy. Yeah, sure. and, but he was a fun fighter too. And then he fought Anderson Silva and couldn't get out of the building fast enough. Hmm. Yeah, no, that poor <laughs> fucking guy. I don't think he really ever did much after that. I mean, he was top guy and then he just – nothing. Hmm. I think he might have fought a couple times, but yeah, I, I know he did. But I mean, it, it, that was like they didn't they didn't back him as much after that. He wasn't no, a big yeah, deal. No, he no. Got embarrassed. And then uh, Stephen Bonner, the what was this? The American Psycho. Yeah, he's dead I'm, now. Yeah, he just passed away. Um, About but, a year ago, I think. Uh, but he was. Uh, it felt like he was like this college educated. Like he seemed like gentleman, like. Almost like this is kind of this UFC thing was like a bunch of thugs and and like the MMA world, you know. No, no, we got regular guys in here. Uh, uh, Ken Florian, he was like uh, really uh, super was, nerdy. He was like a dork. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you got to take whatever you're given, and you know, you make that your thing, right? But it was mm-hmm. it, that's it's not what, like he's gonna look like a badass, right? He, he looks like a dork. Yeah, but that's the Go thing about about mixed martial arts is, you know, when we picked on kids in school and then they went and learned karate and then came back and kicked the shit out of us, and then yeah. realized they were you know tough guys and then they became UFC fighters, you know, because they stayed in it. You know, I I just grabbed the back a, of their shirt and punched a, them in their face till they fell over. You're a bully. Yeah, well, I prefer the word villain. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Well, <laughs> he's just so rudimentary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend bullies out there. 
All right. I kid, I kid. I kid. Now, now you're the bully. Make <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Is there anything that you guys can suggest for like end of the episode music? Because I always do like Here outro music. Boom. Here comes the boom. That's not a bad one. Okay. Because I remember in the Never Back Down soundtrack. <laughs> oh, God. There's a soundtrack. He's circling a- back to this. <laughs> It's all Taylor Swift songs. No, it was. God damn it. <laughs> no, I, I think. Jesus Christ. It was um, Creed. Stop it. Oh You're offending me. I'm offended. <laughs> no, there is a Kanye West song called Stronger. <laughs> I don't know. It, a what song called Stronger? Kanye West song called Stronger. That song is awful. <laughs> well, I was in the soundtrack. Oh, actually, it's an awful song for an awful movie. Okay, so here here's the here's the list of songs on the soundtrack that I got after I watched the movie again. It's a it's a variety. It's uh, My Chemical Romance, Soldier Boy, Chameleon Air, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, um, Rise Against, Kanye West, Gym Class Heroes, Creed, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tonic. Those jokes just write themselves. Evanescence. <laughs> Nickelback. Sum 41. It's a good soundtrack. Hey, Nickelback is like the Kmart of rock music. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> so, what would, what would you suggest for outro music for this? I, I, I gotta go with Here Comes the Boom. All right. With all that shit said. Loafers out. Me and my crew, we stay true.
We started out together. We have the same manager, and I got him hooked up with my manager. Yeah. Back in like fucking 1993 or some shit. I don't even remember what year it was when Kevin and I were buddies in New York. I remember you you used roommates, right? Also? No, we we never lived together, but we were just like, we were friends. We were both like in our early, early 20s. We were just starting out. Yeah, he told me that he used to watch Pancras with you. Yeah. And that's how he knew me. Yeah. And so when I came yeah. to America, I had this management right away calling this, hey, he wants to meet you. So that was cool. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. Kevin used to watch all that shit with me. We used to watch Pancras and the early K1 fights and everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin is a fucking serious martial artist, too. People, People have don't no realize clue. that. Yeah. He can hit, man. He's you got know, fucking power. This is a cool thing. We, we, we were shooting Here Comes the Boom. He, at the end, with Christoph Sosinski, when he lifts him up for the armbar, right? Mm-hmm. So the scene is coming, and they bring in a crane with a cable, so they yeah, because it needs to be controlled, of course, for the film. So he's asking, he says, oh, by the way, can I have your attention? So all these extras are there. And he says, Christoph, lay down. So Christoph puts him in an armbar. He lifts Christoph up above his head, puts him back, lifts him up above his head, brings him back, does it, does it three times in a row. He says, did you see that? I just want to bring it out there so people can see, because now the cable comes in, otherwise everybody says that I can't do it. And I Everybody was like, what? He just did that. He just yeah. did it three times in a row. Oh, he's a gorilla. And his speed and his punches, if you see him, that's not sped up. No. On uh, Here Comes the Boom. I mean, the way he's hitting what he's yeah. doing. The very first time I was training him, I remember coming home and telling my wife, she says, and I said, man, he's a big guy, but dude, he listens to every little thing I say and he will do it immediately. I mean, his body, mind-body connection is really good. It is hand-eye, really good. Yeah. Hand-eye coordination as well. He's a really good golfer too. Yeah, he's a good dude. I've known that guy forever. 